Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Thursday, April 8th, 2021. Because it is a Thursday, it is happy hour today. Everybody, hope you're enjoying today or joining in and enjoying. I combined those two words. Joining in and enjoying your recovery beverage of choice. Today, I'm going to be trying out something that's been in my class for a little while. You guys saw this a little while ago when I was trying, I think, the last. I did. Kind of, I let you guys pick the last one. You guys picked that Huma. It was like the electrolyte drink. This time I'm having the other one. It's the Science and Sports Rego, um, which I think is a, a, a really great name for it. Um, so you can go again, Rego. I just like the way that like, uh, I mean, it's Science and Sport is a uh, UK based company. And I love the way that the British use the word go. Like in the United States, we'll say like you do it all at once or like in one sitting. And in the UK, it's more like all in one go. So Rico, I like. I just like the Rico. I like that a lot. Uh, I forgot that this was chocolate, and I was excited all afternoon for something with a little bit of like fruity or like citrusy flavor to it. So now I'm like oh, another protein shake, like another chocolate shake. Not as excited about that. We'll we'll get to that in a second. First, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast audio only version. Hope you guys are having a good day today. And everyone watching this on YouTube later, but not live, uh, welcome. Hopefully, you guys are going to enjoy this as well. And hopefully, you guys are enjoying a nice recovery beverage after uh, a run today as well. All right, let's see who's here. Philip Bourne coming in hot with a uh, 5K time trial and a new PB. Let's get the uh, cowbell out for that one. Did a 5K TT in the next percent two today, an 18.42. And whoa, look at this, smashing the previous PB of... 2017 whoa that's like a minute 35 that's insane that is insane good job philip that's crazy all right cj says yo what's going on catch all on the podcast but why did it take so long for the all back black background clothes it would look great with a black non elite banner uh you know i i've had that thing for a while we got it uh basically when the pandemic started and uh i had to start doing uh the class that i used to teach I have retired from uh, teaching as well. Uh, but like uh, that class that I used to teach, I had to do like my lectures uh, and stuff like that. So I didn't want to do it like from my bedroom. And so we bought like this giant black background. Um, and it like, it's one of those things, it's like a pop-up tent. It like springs open and then you have to like fight it to get it back down and put it into like this little case. But uh, and my wife uses it from time to time too. But I just feel like it's a lot. It's a lot of black and like with black hair, black, you know, facial hair, you know, black glasses I, and I usually wear a black t-shirt it just got to be a lot and so I wasn't didn't want to use it but um, I decided I wanted to go to filming in the bedroom after dinner because I normally do it over there on that side of the room uh, like at like 4 35 o'clock in the morning but I found that what I was ended up happening was it was slowing down the production schedule and so like it, it made it a lot harder for me to get videos out kind of like when I want to so if I can film it and have all the filming like in the can, the run from the morning, the talking portion filmed at night, and the following morning I just get hammer down and edit. And I enjoy doing that. It's a lot easier for me to get up to be like, oh, all I gotta do is edit, rather than like I gotta edit, I gotta film some talking, and then I gotta edit some more. So like I don't love that background. I prefer having like the visual kind of like cacophony of like this is my house, I'm, like a regular. I'm a dude who runs a lot. That's kind of like the channel premise. Um, and so like it looking like, you know, a kid's art studio in here. And I like that. Or like having like the mess of our house in the background. I like that. But you know, for now, I think the black background is going to have to do. 
but I think I finally figured out the lighting on it. The secret was um, just use the regular cheap lamp. I use a cheap lamp when I'm filming over there. Now we have the same cheap lamp in the bedroom, like one of those floor, like tall lamps, like you get it for like 30 or 40 bucks at like Linens and Things or Bed Bath & Beyond. Linens and Things doesn't exist anymore. Bed Bath & Beyond or like Home Depot. Um, it's one of those. And I have a, a other couple of fill lights, but I, I, I like the, I, overall I like how it's turning out, but uh, it's a little bit like too clean for me. That's all. All right. Uh, cool. Philip says about his 5k time trial. Looked at the cadence and stride length stats for the time trial with increasing fatigue. Cadence dropped and the stride length increased. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it looks like there's a lot you could squeak out of that too, though. If you're like, I mean, that could be a fatigue. That could be like a, a physical, you know, fatigue issue. It could be a mental discipline issue too. So like, you know, honing in and knowing that you do that, if you can remember that that's what's going to happen, then you can kind of keep, be mindful of it. So very, very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, all right. I got to jump down. I'm way behind on all, all these comments. Uh, we got lots of people here. Kiefer's in here. Um, David Prabhu's here. Seek Your Elite is here as well. Awesome. Jeff Elliott. He's just got a big water day because he's going to go do a double shortly. Whoa. Going to do a double? Or are you running your second for the day? Ooh. Uh, not really angry. He's got water in a La Preferita bottle. Nice. I like that. Greg Itahara is here, says, bro, foosie time, cheers. Awesome. My mom's here coming in from New Jersey. How you doing, mom? I was listening to um, an interview with the governor of New Jersey, and he was just talking about some of the struggles that they were having with coronavirus because they, they had just, New Jersey is just such a densely populated state. Uh, and it made me think I'm very glad that both my parents are already vaccinated. So I was thinking about you guys over there. Um, Recycling Wednesday says, hi, everyone. Awesome. Mark Chancoco is here. Says, happy Thursday, folks. And Ted and Ruth says, evening. All right. Let's get to the um, science and sport. I do have a knife, pocket knife. My pocket knife around here somewhere. All right. Um, let's get this thing opened up. Because always, they never make it easy to open these things. It drives me crazy. I wish they had the things that they have, like, on um, when you open up a tub of, like, blue cheese or uh like ketchup you know they have they make it easier to pull off these are always so hard and then it it drives me insane when this happens oh you know i want it to like get like cleanly come off and then you've got like this little nub of like this i don't like that i don't like that all right so we've got it in here it's filled to the brim. It's, you know, for people that like the, like the visual of having like the full canister, it's a full canister. I do like the, the canister is um, small. You know, that last one that I had, the Transparent Labs one, it was giant, um, just like a giant tub. And this scoop is like really hard. I don't like this game when you have to like dig the scoop out. It's like an archeological dig. All right, so here's the weird thing about this stuff. Um, you need a lot of this powder. This entire tub is only 10 servings. It just seems like there should be more servings than that, but I mean, whatever. Uh, I, I don't remember what the price is on it, so I don't know if it's expensive or not, but it just seems like I'm gonna be dumping a lot of powder in here. So the way that you do it is three full scoops for 500 mils. 500 mils is about two cups, um, and this, Two cups is like all the way to the top of this thing. So I think I'm gonna do the math right if I do two scoops into this much liquid. And I feel like that's just gonna like fit a little bit better in here. 
um, for me to try and get this stuff. Um, so far though, it smells nice. It smells chocolatey. It smells like um, like when you open up like chocolate, like like the Hershey's like powdered chocolate. If you were gonna make chocolate milk that way, do people still use that stuff, or does everyone has everyone moved on to the syrup by now? We use, we're, we use syrup in our house. Now I can't get this back in. I have to like redig to get this scoop back in because it's still gonna stick out. I I got. I'll figure that out later. All right, someone, not really Hank Aaron, was asking if it's low carb. Um, I, it's got, no, it's sugar and proteins and electrolytes. So the idea is they strongly recommend that you uh, have one of these within 30 minutes uh, because it does have, um, let's see, so it's a blend of protein, carbohydrate, electrolytes, and minerals is what it's saying. I thought, if I remember correctly, that these were branched chain amino acids, but let me see. No, I think it's just soy protein is what they have here and so the proteins are 20 grams of proteins and then like the other profile the others and 23 grams of sugar so it's like about the little bit more than you would get like in a gel um, if you're having that and then uh, lots of other stuff that i also tend to really like to have um, after a workout so it's got like um, an electrolyte blend of sodium chloride potassium chloride calcium lactate and magnesium I'm not really sure what the calcium lactate does. I mean, sounds good to me, but um, usually I'm looking for sodium, potassium, magnesium, just to like replenish those electrolytes. And then it also has like um, uh, zinc in here. It's got iodine, iron, calcium. That's the calcium lactate. B12, B6, niacin, riboflavin, vitamin E, vitamin C, thiamine. So it's just got like, it's like a multivitamin almost, but not like, Multivitamin of the stuff that like you would think of when you're trying to like replenish from a rehydrated state. So I think that's all good. So um, dissolved fairly well. Let's see how it tastes. I'm trying to keep up with some of the um, comments that you got here. Ian Gorley says, I prefer the strawberry Rego rather than the chocolate. See, yeah, I just felt like mm, a protein drink that tastes like strawberry. I'm not sure I'm just gonna love that. So I, I thought, I think that's why I went with the chocolate. But now I'm kind of wishing I went with a strawberry. There's, I'm gonna take a pause on this. There's like a floater in here. So I don't think I dissolved it quite well enough. There was gonna be like a, you know, when you ever get those like nuggets of powder? It always kind of makes me gag a little bit whenever I catch one of those by surprise. It's still in there. I'm just gonna to have to live with it, I think. Yeah, I can't get around it. Mm. The flavor is good, but in my mind, I keep thinking that this is going to be raspberry because of the color of the, for whatever reason, this color to me and my color blindness looks a little bit like a raspberry flavor. I'm just going to keep shaking this for a while. Um, but yeah, taste is nice. The consistency is nice. Um, so far, I like it. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be, I'm almost done with that Transparent Labs protein drink. I'm not a huge fan of it um because it's basically like just protein and so i find like afterwards my body still craves like something a little bit salty and maybe even a little sugar so i usually have some of the human recovery drink afterwards as well so you know but I'm, I'm i'm almost done with it all right um let's see yeah jc says it's an insoluble powder nugget that's i mean that's what i got it's like pancake batter there's a little piece of it um, Jeff Elliott says there's a grapefruit 
And there's a cucumber. Cucumber? I'll be great. What? Hmm. Mm. Let's see. Blast Grabnar says, the nuggets are the worst. You should watch Mint Mobile Chunky Milk Ad. <laughs> oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, Orin McGowan says, is it normal to be more sore after long runs than hard workouts? Um, I would say that probably Orin, because you're younger, I'm guessing that you probably have more experience with workouts than you do with long runs. Um, just as like a hunch from like a lifetime miles perspective. So I'm guessing your body's probably more adapted to your hard workouts than your long runs. So that could be part of it. The other could just be like a different set of muscles that you're using for your long runs. And so like, again, just depending on where your level of fitness is, um, I think you're a lot faster uh, than I am and you're probably doing more hard workouts. So like for me, I feel it after the hard workouts. Um, the law after the long runs, I feel sore, but like in it, I don't feel sore like in my legs so much. I mean, my legs will feel the fatigue in them, but I feel it in my chest. I feel it like breathing wise. Um, if there was a long run or there's a long like threshold session, I just feel like I've been swimming all day. So like sometimes I get that. Um, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Jeff Elliott says there's about spin thrift, spin drift. All right. Because I was like, I don't think that Rigo has a cucumber flavor. All right. Makes sense. Um, let's go up to that. I think, uh, who was that? Was it Shannon? Shannon was talking about Spindrift, right? She just discovered Spindrift. Hate sparkling water, but love the real fruit they add in to make it just right. Oh, really? Huh. That sounds nice. I think I'm, I might have to check it out. Um, <laughs> Kiefer, the ball jar is a layman's protein shaker. Yeah, we got, I mean, we got a bunch of these. Um, and then I also have other ones that I've used for, um, for happy hour. It's <coughs> like powder. Um, there's powder everywhere. Sorry. Um, and they are a set that I got, I think, yeah, I got it or my wife got it as a gift. Um, they're made to look like ball jars. Um, but they're not, they're like, uh, they're pioneer woman brand. So. We got some of those too, but they're, they're about the same. They're about the same size. And we don't actually do any canning in our house. So, yeah, I guess we got it for the look. There was a time where we thought about it. Yeah, that chunk is still here. I don't, it's smaller, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Just, I'm just going to chew it. Um, all right, Recycle on Wednesday says, I usually dissolve powder into liquid by making a slurry with a small amount of liquid first and then dissolving that into the full amount of water. But this drink sounds, <laughs> looks quite unappetizing. Yeah, um, it's, it's actually pretty tasty. I like it. Uh, I'll say for flavor-wise and texture-wise, aside from the little nuggets, which, yeah, normally when I do it, I would do something kind of like that too, put a little bit in, put a little liquid in. But the way that I kind of do like the unboxing for happy hour, I make it a little bit different. But... Um, I usually like to put the powder in first and then as I'm pouring the water in there, I'll make sure that I'm like, you know, pouring some in, swishing it around a little bit, filling it up, and then I'll put a lid on and, and shake it hard. So that's kind of how I do it. Kind of the same thing. I don't quite go to like the slurry. It's not like I'm making like a cornstarch slurry, you know, like I'm not cooking with it, but I, I definitely know what you mean. And that, that would probably work and probably solve this little nugget problem that I have, but trying to think what was the other chocolate shake that i recently oh when i do uh owyn the only what you need that one the plant protein um this protein is from soy um and it is it says on the thing um 
suitable for vegetarians. So this is so protein isolate, maltodextrin, fructose, natural flavor, reduced fat, cocoa powder, and sucralose. Um, the only what you need protein has, uh, I believe it's uh, pea protein and soy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, it's not, is it not soy? I'm not sure. But that one, that one's up being tastier, but uh, a little bit chalkier. This one has definitely a better chocolate flavor because I think there's reduced fat cocoa powder in it. There's actual like chocolate in it. So I feel like the taste, this is probably the best tasting chocolate that I've had. And I feel like if I, once I, you know, can hammer out this um, consistency issue or like the, the chunks, the consistency I think will be good too. Because a lot of times with the chocolate shakes, or a lot of the chocolate drink, or like the protein shakes, I just slam it. I just drink it as fast as possible because I feel like the, if you let it sit for like more than a minute, then it ends up like um, it settles at the bottom, and so you got like wet sand. I just don't like that either. Um, but if I ever do get like kind of the wet sand, then I take it as an opportunity to drink more, like because then I'll put more like water in it. So I'm, you know, I'm hydrating somewhere. All right. Um, Lee Chung says, the science and sport, Rego, gets four and a half stars on Amazon from 360 reviews for flavor, value, sheerness, thickness. Looks great. Yeah, I mean, this is good. I like this one. So, like, I think the big deciding factor for me on this would be whether uh, you want sugar in your, like, post-workout drink or not. Um, that'd be, like, the main thing. Hey, can you help your sister? Um... We put on an episode of Paw Patrol and from the DVR, and uh, now it's over. So maybe maybe my daughter can help. But no, no, no. no. Oh, sorry, guys. I got to go take care of this. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, so uh, my kids are so unused to using like a, a DVR that they don't know how it works. They know how like the Apple TV works and they could do that and they know how like their iPads work. But like the DVR, when you're done with an episode, it really wants you to buy another, like go instead of ones that you recorded. It wants you to buy another video. So it's like, do you want to buy the next video in this series? And it's like, no, I don't want to watch. I don't want to pay $3 for season two, episode 38 of Paw Patrol. Cause we got 15 other ones <laughs> recorded on the DVD, on the DVR. So we had to, we had to, so we're just, that's why it's confusing to the kids. So we'll just get through that. I'm not a big fan of that Comcast DVR. All right, Witchcraft Lady says, hey there, first time went for a 12 kilometer run yesterday. All right, we got a, a distance PR today. Got a cob up for that. It was a lot of fun and even faster pacing than 10 kilometers. Weird, you're just getting stronger, Witchcraft Lady. Awesome. Remy says the Paw Patrol, it'll get you every time you're not alone, Co. Yeah, you know what? If Paw Patrol uh, were, I, I, my cable company, I think for Comcast or Xfinity, um, you can't, they don't, like partner up with them so like the nick jr app is just a tease for us because we can't watch paw patrol episodes if there are a way they could put paw patrol episodes on like the ipads better uh you know it'd be easier to have the ipad babysit my children for me but 
Um, we don't, so like it's it's a little bit more, a little bit more of a challenge. Um, Remy says, "Sounds like you need to switch to YouTube TV." I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, I I, I wouldn't mind get, getting rid of cable, but yeah, it's it's always complicated, right? Um, not really. Hank Aaron wants to know what happened to the cow that the bell was on. That bell, I think, is an antique. So my guess is the cow probably died about 50 or 60 years ago. So that's that's my that would be my guess. Uh, it's an old rusty bell in my in-laws' garage. Uh, from a cow. It was a cow's bell at some point. Um, I think both my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, their farms, I think both of their farms, they raised cattle. I don't know if, I, I mean, these were family farms, you know, a couple generations ago. So they probably had some that were dairy cows and some that were, I don't know what you call the ones that are for beef, right? The other kind. Um, so there's probably a mix of them. So I don't know which one it was from, but I'm guessing they kept the bell, you know, like when they sold the farm or whatever. Um, as well as well as like a variety of other things and then kind of distributed those kind of like keepsakes amongst the siblings. I guess these chunks, they're persistent. They are, they have resolved. They are not gonna dissolve. I'm just gonna have to eat them, I think. <laughs> Luis Becerra says, is it because of Paw Patrol that you guys have golden retrievers? Really? <laughs> you, gotta, you had to get dogs or a dog because of that show? Oh, man. And it says the ones for beef are beef cows. Is that, is that what they're really? I mean, I guess I should ask my in-laws. I can ask my in-laws. Not that I don't believe you, but seems kind of too easy. I don't know. All right, Stefan Wagner says, going to be a new dad at the end of May. Awesome. Do you have any running advice to a long-time runner but a new dad? Uh, my advice would be to nap when the baby naps. Um, sleep is going to be your biggest thing, um, so nap when the baby naps. Um, that would be my best advice. And then you'll figure out a time to fit in all that other stuff later. Um, be kind to yourself. You're going to be tired, and enjoy the time with the new baby. Congratulations. Ben Helm says, question you probably answered many times. How much better is Rego or another post-workout than just whey protein powder mix? Um, I mean, I think that like different protein powder mixes, I think are going to kind of like connect with different people better, um, depending on the protein source. So like with whey protein, some people do or don't want, uh, the dairy product in their, um, post-workout supplement. I think that I like the branch chain amino acids. I was, I think I just feel, I feel like I was responding really well to that noon pre or no, it was a post product, uh, that had the branch chain amino acids in it. That one, I just, I just my body would crave it. So that's usually a signal to me that like my, my body knows that there's good stuff in there that it likes. So I found myself craving that flavor and after a workout. Um, and so, um, whether there's like a, like biological difference, I'm not sure. But for me, like part of it is, uh, does it, you know, a lot of it is kind of like, it's, it's about the packaging, not literally the packaging, but like, does it give you GI issues? Is it something that you can kind of live with in terms of the form factor? How like powdery is it? How like chunky is it? You know, cause ultimately if you don't really enjoy the product to drink and you're not going to use it, you know, it's a waste of money and you're not getting, you know, what you need. So, um, I don't know from like a dietitian's perspective, you know, if there are differences, I think the main differences between the protein sources is to 
to comport with diff people's different dietary needs. And I think that's the main thing um, for that. All right. Will Willing says, workout question. How would you do 30 seconds hill repeats at mile pace? Would you get a run at the hill instead of a standing start? Um, yeah, I, th I mean, 30-second hill repeats at mile pace. That's a, that's, that's a long hill repeat. Uh, that's a long time to be doing mile pace, I think. But, um, I mean, I guess strides, I usually do 15, 20 seconds. And then my 200s usually come in at like 40-ish seconds for when I'm doing 200. So 30 is a good number um, for hill repeats. Yeah, I would kind of like, not like, you ever see like on the track, you know, when people are, um, you know, if they're jogging for their recovery and then they're about to get to the line, you know, they got their watch and then they kind of like pick up the pace for like two or three paces and then hit the line. I would kind of do like a rolling start for that. I, I also don't think it makes a big difference. You know, the point of the workout is not like the first couple of strides. The point of the workout is like the important part of that workout is seconds 20 through 30, you know, and then getting that incline work. So um, that's the thing that I would worry about. The rest, you know, not a huge deal, I think. Kevin Castro says, hey, Co, how does the Metaspeed Sky fit compared to the Meta Racer and the Nova Blast? The Nova Blast is, is like, is giant. I feel like that shoe might have been like a half size too big. Um, I just felt like there was a lot of room in there unnecessarily. I felt like it was wide in the toe box, which was nice, but also a little bit long. And I felt like it, maybe it was just those super thin laces. I felt like I had to really cinch it down um, to get it to fit. And my pet peeve, I hate it when like the two sides of the shoe like come over and like touch covering the tongue. And I felt like the Nova Blast for me was getting pretty close to that. I felt like the main part of that, I think that was wrong, is not so much the sizing of it. I think it was just that material. That mater I didn't like that material in the upper of the Nova Blast that much. Um, so that was a was a big, a big roomy one. The Meta Racer, I felt fit like a glove. I love the way it fit. I love that material in the upper. It felt really nice. Um, the Meta Speed Sky fits similarly, but that material, it's a little bit more like coarse. So it's not as soft, it's lighter, it's more breathable. Um, so I feel like it's more functional from a race perspective, but it's not as comfortable as the Meta Racer Upper. I love that Meta Racer Upper. I still kind of would like um, like a Meta Racer Upper on just a full fat, like stick thickness, like stack height shoe. Cause I just really do enjoy the Upper on the Meta Racer quite a bit. Um, the Meta Speed Sky just feels like, I mean, I feel like it'd be the difference in terms of like, if you want to equate it to like race cars, like um, like an F1 race car and then like a uh, like a 24 of Le Mans race cars. You know, both of them are racer fits, but one racer fit is designed a little bit more for comfort than others. So. Mm. All right. And it says, Mike, the chat on today's video seemed fairly sensible. I thought the intro was good. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't watch a video about wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I looked at it briefly. I was trying to stay away from it today because I was like, oh, this is going to, you know, I was like, yeah. Mentally, I don't know if it was a great time for me to make this video, but I felt like it was kind of a good time to make the video. But um, so uh, I was just kind of staying away from it, but it didn't look like it was too nasty in there. Um, but yeah. I hope I hope that by like you know I by putting it out that way like it's totally cool. I mean, I I disagree, but that video is not about like trying to convince people to wear a mask. You know, 
Um, I'm not going to be able to convince anybody that doesn't want to wear one to wear one. But, you know, there's people that are asking, like you guys have been asking, you know, every once in a while about like, what was I wearing in a certain video in the day? Those are the ones that I was wearing. So, you know, I just, I just trade notes. I, you know, my, the whole kind of concept of the channel is I'm that dude in your running group that happens to have tried the thing that you were just looking at on the internet the other day. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, Justin May says, uh, my A, B, and C races all got canceled for the weekend. Whoa. Uh, now I'm on to race D. Adidas out of zero pro or stick to the OG next present? Um, mm, I like both of those. I, I mean, I don't think you're, I don't think there's a wrong answer between those two. Um, because I feel like between those two, you can write, write everything from like road 5k, and probably even shorter distances too, um, all the way up to the marathon. So like, I think those are, cause I don't know what race distance you're looking at, Justin, but I like both of them. I prefer the Adios Pro just a little bit, um, to the next percent, but yeah, I mean, uh, just cause the, a big part of that is the fit of the upper. I think that Adidas makes a great racing upper, um, but I also, I like that Light Strike Pro foam. So that's kind of where I'm leaning on that one. But I think a lot of that's going to come down to preference. <laughs> Remy wants to know, which is the comfort between the F1 and Le Mans? I think that the F1 would not be a comfort. I feel like that one, like you're, you're, you're strapped onto a rocket. Le Mans, you're supposed to be driving for like several hours of a shift. So I feel like there's got to be a little bit more comfort in there. I mean, maybe, maybe that's not the best way to put it. But it's not so much of a difference between like an F1 car and like, you know, going on like a grand touring type of, you know, multi-day, multi-state, multi-stage race. But maybe that's closer. Sorry. Uh, Mark Chenko says, I was kind of hoping you'd have some of the big brands of today's video, Under Armour, Asics, Adidas, etc. You know, I thought about doing that too, but like normally I just don't, I don't, um, you know, uh, I try not to run into, like unless I'm doing a video about that shoe that day. I usually try not to have like logos on when I'm when I'm running, so um, it's just not something that appealed to me too much. One of the things that I know, well, not that I know, but that I've seen uh, that's very popular is the Under Armour one, um, and I've heard a lot of like coaches talk about uh, how their athletes all tend to like, uh, like at the high school and college level, tend to like the Under Armour one. Um, but it's pretty terrible when it gets wet. And when I look at that one, I've seen other people running around here uh, in Chicago with it. And it seems to be very thick. And it reminds me a lot of the, of the one that I like from Stark's Vacuum. Um, but it's also kind of got, it's pleated and stuff too. So like, I was like, that's interesting. But, you know, I, um, yeah, I've seen people running in the Under Armour one and then the Asics one. Uh, I don't think I've seen anyone running in like ones from New Balance or Nike. Does Nike make masks? I'm not even sure. Um, and I don't know if New Balance makes ones that are like meant for like public consumption on the in a, in a running format. So I mean, there are some other ones that I was thinking about including, but like, I mean, I, I'm hoping that like people can kind of like from the video see like, all right, here are some of like the characteristics that I like from different ones, and you know, um, kind of go from there. But yeah, I mean, I thought about it. I probably you're right though, Mark. I probably should have. Ian Gorley says, I thought the Science and Sport Rego had creatine in it. Reading my tub, there was no mention of creatine monohydrates. Yeah, I don't I didn't think that there was creatine in this. Um, I don't see any in mine. So yeah. 
I don't think so. All right, Martha says, mask. I mentioned yesterday, but I got the smart wool mask and it works great for her. Perfect fit, actually on both sides, uh, for on both of us in the small to medium size, both her and Lev. Breathable, really nice fabric. Skinny ear loops that stay on. I do like the skinny ear loops. Um, smart wool, huh? All right. I mean, I don't think I need to buy anymore because I bought like a whole bunch for that video. And like, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't, like I, I was buying them and I'm like, ah, it's not like these are going away anytime soon. I'm going to still need them for a while. So I like wasn't, you know, worried about like throwing my money away. But um, I think I'm probably pretty good on masks for a while. Although we're at the point where like, oh, I've been wearing these things for a while. Maybe it's time to get rid of some of them. Yeah, I don't know. Or McGowan says, are you going to pick up the Rebel V2s? Yes. Yes. Um, I have to kind of like do an assessment though of the closet and see how like cramped things are. Everyone's getting them and reviewing them right now too. So like, you know, usually if I can't get a shoe early, I try to get it right away and do a, re a review quick. But like if I'm at that point and I'm about to do the review and all of a sudden like everyone's done it, then I usually like wait a little bit. So like I, I might, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, and it says, for work, I'd be using disposable masks. Some places insist on using blue disposable ones as well. I think we're going to be stuck with these for a while yet. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I think so. I mean, I'd love it if, like, the world were in a position where we didn't need them. But I think we're going to need them. I think we're going to still see them on airplanes. I mean, I was just reading some stuff on Twitter just to kind of like, to get, like, a, a feeling for it. Um, people are like, yeah, like even if they're not required, people are, some people are saying that they're going to be wearing masks on airplane for a long time. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll do that, but I don't know if that's a bad idea. I mean, I always get sick whenever I travel. I always like attribute it to, um, like just the general fatigue and being out of my normal environment and then going to sleep like in a hotel where the air quality is very different. So I always kind of think of it as probably all those things, but may maybe it's Maybe it's the tube that we're sitting in. I don't know. But I know that, like, for the wintertime, I was art even before, like, you know, before all this. In the wintertime, I was like, I like wearing my neck gaiter. I like wearing my buff. In the winter when I'm running, I'm just going to wear it. I don't, scarves don't really work that well for me, but neck gaiters I love. So I was just wearing mine all the time anyway in the winter. I'm going to keep doing that for a long time, I think. Louis says, you're not going to do a, make a review of a Gucci mask or leave? They make masks? I didn't know that they did that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, Danny J says, I was once told that if a candle can be blown out when held three to four inches away from the face, a mask is not acceptable. Does what the mask is, like gator, buffets, or matter if it works to eliminate particle spread? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I, I've not heard that rule. Um, but, you know, when I made the video for today, I was just talking about, like, Here's things that will satisfy a rule, like if you're at a race and they require a mask at the beginning and end, um, or like in my building where face coverings are required in public spaces or common areas, you know, that's kind of like what I was talking about. And if I'm like, if I'm concerned about particle spread, I wear the one that has a filter in it. Um, so like, that's kind of like my approach to it. So all of those, I don't pay too much attention to it. Um, maybe I should, I probably should. But I would say that ultimately I would not worry so much about form as I would function. So like, you know, if your like kind of like barometer or your metric is the candle being blown out thing, then I don't think it matters what it is because like the air movement is the air movement. 
Now, a lot of the polyester blends, uh, at least some of the early studies, there was that one Duke study that I don't know if people followed up on. Um, the Duke study that seemed to suggest that polyester blends are some technical materials, which would probably be more likely to be used in a mask intended for running, uh, may end up like increasing the number of particulates rather than preventing them because maybe like the thread count or some sort of analogy like that is making the particles smaller, like splintering them rather than stopping them. Um, so like, but like if you're able to n prevent blowing out a candle at a certain amount of distance, that probably also means that there's multiple layers there that are, you know, compensating for material properties. So I think that's probably a, decent general rule to go by but you know I'm not uh, that's not something that I normally check for mm. all right let's see um, yeah Martha says that she and Lev are going to continue wearing them on planes because I got spoiled by one thing last year not getting a cold that was nice yeah I mean normally I get like one bad cold a year and I did get sick for a little while um, but it was just like, I had a couple of days where I just didn't feel great. I think I still kept running. I don't think I took any, I had to take, even had to take any days off for running. Um, the kids didn't get sick either. And then, but the other part of that is, you know, usually our family gets sick over the holidays when basically there's like that gauntlet between like Thanksgiving and like for us, like after new year's. So we do like Thanksgiving weekend, then it's like Christmas season, like December, then we see we go back to Iowa and then we go to you know to the East Coast to see my family. And by the end of all that time we're like completely out of our element, schedule wise, routine, and just exhausted. And so like, you know, that's that that could be part of it too. And we didn't do a lot of that stuff. So and that could be part of it too. But like, you know, yeah, not getting sick. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about like, oh hey. A lot of the stuff that we normally deal with in the winters we didn't deal with. So I think, you know. There's something to go with on that. All right. Um, Lucas, I just say, as I run along some fast, busy roads, and I realize another benefit of masks are for keeping all the automobile particular matter from entering my lungs. That could be good, too. It could definitely be good. Um, yeah. Mm, Oren says, is it okay to run with a cold? I mean, I think it depends. You know, there's a certain point where running with a cold is going to um, affect your workouts, uh, if you let it pro prolong itself, you know, so like, I think it kind of depends once you're like starting to kick it then maybe, but like, you know, when you're in like the deepest part of the cold, I think, you know, sometimes your body needs you to, um, uh, get that rest and spend that energy on fighting whatever cold you have. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Remy says, work conferences are coming back and I'll 100% be wearing a mask too and at the convention center. Definitely that high-tech razor mask though. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be interesting to see like the like the next like big marathon expo that I go to. You know, I don't, hopefully that'll be at, at Chicago. Like, are people going to be like wearing masks at the marathon expo? And if people are, are other people going to heckle them for wearing masks? I don't know. This is pretty good. I do like the Rigo, but there's something about it that just tastes like a hint of like fruitiness to it. I don't know if it's the sugar or the sucralose or something about it. it just has like a kind of almost like there's a sugariness to it. I don't know. Um, all right. 
Sergey Zam says, are you potentially looking into doing ultra races? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to figure out some schedules. I was going to do, uh, you know, I'm thinking I'd like to do a 100K. I'd like to do a 50K. And I'd also like to do a 100K um, for 100 subscribers. I was looking at the math. I don't think 100 subscribers is going to happen in 2021. So we'll have to see about that. So that might not be this year. But I'm thinking... I don't know what we're going to be doing exactly this summer, but maybe this summer I can look, I think that I should be able to find a 50K that I can get into somewhere. Um, update on Chicago. So for the city of Chicago, vaccine eligibility to all adults, uh, which would then include me, starts on the 19th. But on Monday, which I think is like the 12th, um, the state of Illinois opens up eligibility to everyone over 16. And the difference is that like the federal government essentially treats Chicago like its own state in terms of distributing directly to Chicago. Chicago doesn't get its vaccines from the state of Illinois. They get it directly from the federal government. Um, and so they, they, hand, they are on slightly different time schedules. But I saw something today saying that like, you know, um, it's okay if you live in the city to go to a county. So like if I, I live in the city of Chicago, which is Cook County, but like if I go to like Cook County, but not in the city of Chicago to get a shot, that's okay to sign up for that. I think that's true. Um, so that's what I saw today. One of the, um, the PBS reporters tweeted that out today. So I'm gonna check in on that because if I can try and start getting an appointment on Monday, you know, that gets the ball rolling. And then that once I kind of have that in line, then I'll start to be able to feel more confident in trying to um, find maybe a 50K over the summer. I think I'd like to do that um, before I start really getting into marathon training for the fall. So I think that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm leading towards so far. Lucas H says, I just realized I didn't get sick the entire year either. Yeah, I mean, that could mean masks. It could just be because, like, we all spend a lot less time around other people. You know, uh, it could be both. Um, and uh, Martha says, I think at this point, masking crowds in closed spaces are to minimize viral load in droplets. That can be the difference between getting sick or not and getting mildly sick or severely sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. The, the crowds in closed spaces are something that I'm still really uncomfortable with. But um yeah hopefully it's something that we will not have to worry about soon but you know until then we'll have to worry about it i guess uh all right affluent journeys just got some solomon ultra threes nice very cool uh and mark salzman's here says sorry i'm late but he got a whole foods delivery and he got cranberry kombucha for happy hour cheers well cheers to that mark that sounds delicious um, or McGowan wants to know when was your last injury and what was it? I had a uh, runner's knee or patellar tendonitis. I well self-diagnosed patellar tendonitis. That's what I th think it was. That started like at, like in the end of the summer. I think I probably was battling it for a total of about three months from like the real beginning of symptoms when I was like in denial and I'm like oh, I can run through this to like you know like I can pretty much run on it but every once in a while it still bothers me I think the whole thing probably took me about three months to really get back into it I can tell because I looked at my stats on uh, I was looking in the stride power center 
and looking at my stats there yesterday and there was like a quick button to look at my mileage on a month by month basis over the last 12 months rolling and like there was like a little dip right around that time i'm like oh that was the knee so that's why i think it was about three months And Mark also wants to know, so who has used the Saucony Ride uh, 13 when when Tocock talked about them, about heel stability, had to or, order them? Yeah, so hopefully some of you guys have tried it too. It's a pretty popular shoe. I did I did buy the pair of Ride 13s um, for my wife, but I'm pretty sure she left them in Iowa when we came back here. What is she walking in now? I'm trying to think of what she's in now. Oh, you know what she's been? She's been doing a lot of walking because she and her sister and her and her, and her mom are doing like a, um, it's like Sesame Street something. It's like a walking challenge. She's been walking in the Merrells, the, the, the hiking shoes that I bought. We all have matching ones. We all have the same model in the family. Um, yeah, so she's been walking in that and she left the Ride 13s back in Iowa. I was like, you're gonna love these. They're so soft. They're great. You could just walk in. You'll you'll be able to walk jogging them forever. And she put them on. She's like, these are pretty firm. And I was like, what? Okay. So yeah, my my uh, streak of not being able to find the right shoe for my wife continues. Uh, all right. Yeah, and Jeff Elliott says, you know, not being around people who feel like they have to go to work or school when they're sick as well, that also, def that also definitely is part of it. And uh, Martha says, you guys, that's why the flu plummeted last year, because all of us protecting ourselves in multiple ways. They're having more trouble than usual formulating the flu vaccine because of this. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if they were like, yeah, yeah, we got rid of, we got rid of flu. We got this COVID now, but like flu's gone because we were able to get rid of it in just a year. I mean, that'd be kind of, I mean, that'd be amazing. I mean, I wouldn't trade that, but, you know, that's not the trade that I would pick, but, you know, that'd be kind of cool. I don't think that's going to happen, though. The flu is pernicious, it seems. All right. Um, yeah, Danny J says that the, loves the Ride 13. He's going to pick up the 14 for sure. Just ran them yesterday after using the Clifton 7 for a while. Realize how much more I like the Ride. They're actually a bit firm, and I like it. Yeah, well, you know, after she said that, I was like, you know what, you're all right. That is kind of a firm ride, but it's like, good though in a way isn't it and she's like no you kept saying it was gonna be soft and this isn't soft <laughs> uh and brendan cam says he likes the 13 he says it was a beauty awesome good to see you brendan um oren said that uh he ruptured the patellar tendon last summer oh ruptured it takes six weeks completely off and has never been the same since but it's proving again and growing doesn't help it because it's being pulled oh yeah that's got to be tough i didn't know that you had that last summer oh man that's got to be really painful but um, stick with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I know it's got to be painful and uh, frustrating because like growing probably is um, delaying uh, the recovery. But on the other hand, you're, you're growing. So that's always a good thing too. Um, so there's a plus to it. Uh, Ian says, uh, I had a day off running after my first jab, but thereafter I lost two minutes per mile pace and muscle stiffness. Has anyone suffered from having their first jab. Hmm, I haven't really heard too much about that. That's interesting. Well, hopefully it's just temporary. And then once your body kind of like, you know, can uh, bounce back from uh, the stimulus of having that shot, 
that you'll be back to normal. I suspect that it'll probably be back to normal soon. Um, yeah. Raymond Pierce wants to know, will there be a Vaporfly 4? I love the Vaporfly 3 and uh, have a couple of new pair in the closet. So, um, what do you, which, which one are you calling the Vaporfly 3? Um, are you talking about the Zoomfly, Raymond? Let me know. Because, like, I don't know if they're making any more, like, 4%. You know, they're making more next percents. But I don't know if they're making any more 4%. Um, but as far as Zoomflies, I thought I... Yeah, there's more Zoomflies coming this year. I think they're bringing it back. Because they didn't have a Zoomfly last year. They went with the Tempo next. But I thought I saw something where they're bringing... Oh, yeah. It's got, like, a giant foot cage. It's like if Adidas tried to make, like, a Zoom... A Nike Zoom shoe. It kind of looks like that. Kind of looks like a like a Ultra Boost type of foot cage around, um, around the Zoom Fly. I'm not sure if I'm that interested in the Zoom Fly, but I, th I think that's what you're talking about, Raymond. But let me know if I got that mixed up. All right, Mark Salzman says, Mike, when I run, my left foot and knee kind of hook in. Should I try to correct it or keep it natural? Um, I mean, I would say like, I would try and figure out why your left foot and 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 knee are doing that i mean because like just trying to be like all right make it line up is one thing um uh, but like it's something that i think about with my right foot and uh for a while i was like all right well you know my right foot kind of kinks out a little bit so i'm just going to try and like run straight so like my feet are hitting like this and not more like this which is kind of how my feet tend to hit um but i find that it's very easy to kind of like lose your train of thought on that and it, it tends to not work in my mind and so i think that also kind of is what led to my it wasn't the foot strike but the thing that was causing my awkward foot strike which i still do kind of have to an extent um is also what led to my patellar tendonitis i think i had some muscle imbalances that had developed over time and so uh strengthening that i think helped that a little bit um but also made it so that it wasn't that the foot strike wasn't as much of a problem. Now I'm continuing to investigate it further. And one of the things that I'm realizing from doing a lot of the mobility work that I've been doing is that I think that, um, one of my feet, my hips, uh, like they're, they're rotated, like the, the way that the femur sits in the socket it isn't so that the feet are pointing forward. Like the natural way that they want to kind of sit right now is they all always want to like kind of kink out a little bit to the side. And so uh, that's something that I think about too. And so like when I'm doing some of my mobility work, I do it kind of like in both ways in terms of like how my feet naturally want to be like when I'm doing like a squat. And then I also do one with my feet kind of like more pointed in like a forward direction. Not so much that I want to like completely eliminate any of like my body's own idiosyncrasies, but just to make sure that like I'm not perpetuating something that is suboptimal, but like, so making sure that I am getting range of motion so that the body can uh, operate in a more um, opt optimal kind of way, if that's feasible for my body to do. So it's something that I'm kind of experimenting, playing around with um, a little bit, but I would think about doing some mobility and strength training um, to see if that kind of helps with that foot and ankle. All right. Um let's see yeah ben y says it sounds like some strengthening of the chain hips knees ankles would help I mean, that's that's a much more succinct way of saying uh i think we're on the same page ben y um all right 
Stevie Sanders called Pussy joining his dance moves. Yeah, that's how, that's how I dance. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, yeah. Dr. Funk1216, and I think we'll probably end with this one today, says, What is a React Miler like? Is it like the Infinity Run? I don't know. I'm not running that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like the Infinity Run. Um, I was hoping that it would feel like the Odyssey React, because I really like that shoe. And um, I was really hoping... I like the Odyssey React, too, so much that um, I was hoping that when the Pegasus went to, to React Foam, that it would feel like that. It didn't. And then with the Mylar, I, I, it never, the Mylar never really appealed to me. It, I, I don't, I'm very confused by that shoe. I'll be right there, okay, hon? Just give me a minute. Um, another episode of Paw Patrol is over. That's really why I gotta go, guys. Um, but so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, I haven't run in it, but so I, I can't really answer it. One more that I wanna go to uh, before we go. Raymond Pierce did say he meant the Zoom Fly, so yeah, that's what we're talking about. There will be a Zoom Fly 4, I believe, this year. Uh, Mark wants to know that is it going to come with Zoom X? And um, Tony Masia says, staying with React from what I've seen. I believe it's going to stay with React 2. React, thick React midsole uh, with a carbon fiber plate. I think it's what's going to happen with it. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to review that one this year. Um, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. So we'll, we'll have to see. Maybe maybe my mind will be changed. I think a lot of it's going to depend with how many other shoes I have kind of like in the queue when it comes out. Um, because I feel like if I got to cut some shoes, you know, in terms of shoes that I like, I don't get to this year, that one probably won't make the list. I think I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super excited about it. There's a lot of other stuff that Nike's doing that I'm much more excited about, but that one, I'm, I'm not, I'm not positive on it. All right. I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Thanks everybody for tuning in tomorrow's video. I think eh, we'll see if I can get it done for today. I'm going to talk to you guys about that Johnji stuff. You guys saw me unbox it. Uh, the other day when it came in on mail time. Uh, I've been running in it for a little while. All the pieces. I'll tell you about which ones I like. Which ones are not. I don't like as much. But tomorrow will be the John G. Spring 2021 video. I hope. And then we'll do another live stream. Same time as today. 3 p.m. Yeah. 3 p.m. Central time. Just want to make sure I didn't have anything else tomorrow. But yeah. We'll do another live stream. 3 p.m. Central time tomorrow. Hopefully I'll see you guys then. In the meantime. Be safe out there everybody. Thanks.